you, you have, like, if you don't have belief in yourself, you've already failed. If you don't believe what it is that you're doing, then you're never going to succeed. You might have some success, but you're not going to get, uh, you know, to the level that you, or, or reach your full potential. This is the Full Stack Sales Pro. What up, Full Stack crew? Super excited for today's episode. Um, I met this uh, legend at an event, um, but I have been following him secretly. Kind of like a, can you have an internet marketing crush? You might be able to. I probably have one. <laughs> you and Alex. It's like your hair and Alex's calves get me every time. So uh, anyway, so I'm very excited to have... Uh, Tommy on because I just think he's an absolute legend. I've actually heard him speak. I've watched him uh, engage with his clients. I've heard nothing but people who surround him uh, say the most amazing things about him. And I really feel like his journey in sales and his journey um, in building a freaking in empire um, will just be very impactful in y'all's lives as sales professionals, or maybe you're just a business owner listening and, um, and, and you're going to get some nuggets from it. So anyways, without further ado, Tommy, my man, thank you for diving in. Thank you for giving time. I know that you have a very busy schedule. So thank you, first of all, for jumping in. Yeah, man, dude, thank you so much for the opportunity. Uh, excited to chop it up with you, man. Uh, mutual respect. Love you. Love whatever, what you guys do, man. Uh, big fans of your work. So excited to uh, talk about sales, right? The, the foundation of life itself. Yeah. It, I mean, it really is. I'm talking like from the way you get your lady to have a dinner with you to the way that you, uh, you, you do anything in life. I mean, it is just pure sales, but let's dive in. Let's start from like, heck, wherever you want to start from a 30,000 foot view of just how you got into this. Cause I mean, I know there's a little bit of medical sales device and, and, and all of that, but just give us that and then we'll just go for it. Yeah. I mean, so I have always been in sales marketing since the beginning, like sales and marketing since like the beginning of my career, predominantly sales. Um, you know, I, my first job was uh, selling gym memberships. Um, you know, like that was like legitimately the first thing that I did for, you know, 24 hour fitness and then LA fitness. Uh, and, um, you know, from there, uh, you know, interacting with people at that time, you know, like when you're in high school and everything, like you're, you know, the, your whole goal as a young male is to be ripped and to, to be buff. And I was like, <laughs> well, what better way to, to, to be at the, the, the gym and to potentially pick up ladies than to sell gym memberships. What a great way yep. to meet women. Uh, and so that was kind of like my first indoctrination into sales. Uh, and it was, it was really cool. And it was interesting because I, I found like two things that I really loved. I love fitness and I like, you know, I like talking to people and that was, I was good at talking to people. Uh, and then from there, uh, I, I moved to LA fitness and then I became in a, like an EFT, uh, manager, which is basically when, um, essentially when your credit card would, uh, expire, uh, I would call you from LA fitness, uh, and I would get you to update your information. Right. Uh, and yeah. so we would call like a phone, phone sales. We'd call from there. We'd get you to update your information. And I would, you know, I'd make a $7 rip on every single one 
that I would get to update. And very, very quickly, I became like the best person at it. It taught me so many valuable skills like skip tracing and just understanding how to get people to give you information over the phone and to legitimize yourself and very quickly in a conversation to uh, you know, get them to open up and give you information. Um, mm-hmm. Then from there, uh, straight, straight out of there, I actually didn't graduate high school. Uh, so, but from there, from LA Fitness, uh, I got into timeshare sales, uh, which is like, you know, basically giving away those free trips. And then you got to do a two hour presentation. Uh, and, uh, in that presentation, you convince somebody to give you $40,000 and they get two weeks in or, or a week in, in, you know, wherever they want in the world. Uh, and that was honestly probably like the best job in the world because that is like some hardcore, uh, you know, salesmanship and relationship building and, you know, really painting the picture for someone of what their life can look like, uh, and how easy it is for them, uh, and how this is going to, uh, benefit them and their family. Uh, and you know, you're selling value at that point, right? Like, because it's, it's a big number for them to give away, but what you're selling is you're selling the dream, right? You're selling the outcome. Um, from there, gosh, man, I mean, dude, like I've literally done so many, I've, I, you know, I tell my team all the time, I've lived a thousand lives. Uh, you know, like I've had so many, I've done door knocking, say I've sold alarms, um, you know, um, shit, man, we, we could go anywhere. But what I can say, the one thing that has been consistent through my entire career is a foundation of, uh, you know, building relationships with people, understanding the gap from where they are and where they want to be, and then identifying the roadmap and educating them to get them to come to their own conclusion to say yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, you know, it's, it's been a journey. And then, you know, if I go with from there, I, I moved from, um, you know, essentially, if my memory serves me correctly, I went from timeshares to God, man, I think it was straight into real estate. Actually, I worked for Birdhouse Skateboards, and then I went to real estate. Uh, <laughs> and, I loved and, and Birdhouse and stuff, dude. Bro, I know, man. I, I was a big yeah. skater, so uh, I worked at Blitz Distribution for a while. That was actually my original dream. I wanted to be a professional skateboarder, but but then uh, you know I very very quickly realized that I was you know built like a, a linebacker, and you know that's just those two things don't don't mix very well. Um, yeah. And then uh, yeah, went into real estate. Uh, was a loan officer. Uh, crushed it in that all the way, basically up until the recession, uh, the 2008, uh, 2009, uh, you know, economic collapse of the real estate market, uh, which, and that, you know, uh, at that point, you know, you move from, you know, selling, you know, 30, $50,000 timeshares at that time to, you know, selling 300 to $5 million loans uh, over the phone, which was such a valuable skill to, to gain. Uh, And then when the market crashed, uh, it was really interesting. Uh, I moved to Northern California and then the same people that, uh, I was selling these subprime mortgages to these alt a mortgages to, and getting them to, you know, do these, these loans, I immediately turned around and became a high balance bill collector for American express. And I was collecting (laughs) on black cards and American express cards, uh, which is, which is a different form of selling, right? Like it's a completely different conversation. But now you have to get people to give you resources that they don't have and give you money. 
Uh, and that was like a, a really, really amazing experience because it totally reframed my thinking and how to get someone to uh, execute the desired result that I was looking for and how to, how to leverage conversations uh, and, uh, you know, people's circumstances to get a, a specific outcome. Uh, and then after that, uh, I, did, I basically uh, had a midlife crisis at like 29 or whatever. I got my GED at 30 years old, uh, you know, a piece of paper, it basically is worthless. Uh, and yeah. then uh, from there, I went to college for uh, two years, three years. Uh, and then I started my first uh, e-commerce brand at, you know, 32 years old. Uh, and then from there, uh, started an e-commerce brand, uh, which turned into, you know, uh, multiple e-commerce brands. And then, you know, basically two and a half years ago, I started uh, my agency, a creative, creative marketing agency uh, called Weekend Digital. Uh, and now, you know, we're, we're selling, obviously, direct-to-consumer e-commerce brands. We're acquiring companies and acquiring agencies and doing all kinds of crazy shit. But what I can say is the most valuable skill that I learned through all of those different walks of life is the ability to effectively communicate value to someone and to uh, essentially educate them to the point where they are making the decision as to what's best for them. Because you've identified the holes. Uh, you've identified the challenges that they're experiencing, and now you're leading them to the water. You're not forcing them to drink it, uh, but because you've painted the picture so well, they're now uh, making that decision on their own, and you've you've guided them, right? Uh, and so through all of that, you know, um, you know, I, I would absolutely say sales, you know, and and you know, you can call it sales, you can call it communication, you can call it, there's you know a lot of different things to call it, uh, but it is the absolute most valuable skill that any human being, period should have in their life because it allows you to create a reality that you wouldn't normally have if you can just get really good at communicating and understanding and identifying challenges that you can solve for other people. Yeah. I mean, wow. Thank you. Phenomenal intro, by the way. I'm glad I didn't try to do it myself because I was like, yeah, I would have botched it. But it, first of all, the there's two main things I took out of it. One's going to be small and one's going to be major. Small was we were so poor as a family that we went to those timeshare things. That's how we got to go to Disney World is because we lived in Florida for a while and and we we would sit in them and my mom be like, listen, we're going to Disney World, but it'll be at lunchtime. We've got an 8 a.m. timeshare appointment. Then we'll get out of there and we'll off. And I was like, okay. And so we just sat for two hours while they listened to someone until we got our free tickets to Disney World. So yeah. um, I love that you did that. So uh, <laughs> where I want to go with this is, Everything that you've done, door knocking, medical, home security to, I mean, literally loans, credit card. I mean, you hit a wide range of what a lot of our listeners literally do right now for themselves. Cool. How is it? It's, it's, it, I want you to go deeper into what you mean by creating and explaining value. Because I know what that means and I know where you're going, but I want to see you unpack that more. I mean, out of everything that you did, that's your biggest takeaway. Why? Yeah, I mean, you know, my belief is, and again, uh, you know, I guess what I would also uh, just uh, set the table with is, you know, everything that I'm going to talk about is is what I've experienced and what has worked for me, uh, and you know, these are these are conclusions and beliefs that I have come to uh, over time, and I don't claim for them to work for everybody, but I, I think that you know there are some foundational principles that allow you to get consistent results. And, you know, uh, 
I, I would also say that, you know, unpacking value for someone uh, or, 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 you know, creating value for someone starts with yourself uh, and your belief in yourself to produce a result for someone else, right? Mm. Um, you never buy anything from someone that doesn't believe in themselves or the product or the service that they are trying to uh, sell, right? You may once in a while get lucky, yeah, yeah. but you know, the, the, the difference makers, you know, the guys, you know, and, and as you know, Pareto's principle, right? 80, 20, you know, if you, if you just keep using 80, 20 and you keep breaking that down further and further, and you look at the top 1% of people that, that are in sales that make all the money, like all the money, right? And you look at the activities that separate them from the average salesperson, the consistency comes from first and foremost, their, their belief in themselves, like that the value that they are communicating, the problem that they are solving, the, the challenge that they are um, solving for the prospect and the picture that they're painting for the prospect, they believe it 100% of the time like complete and utter belief. So like first and foremost, like in order to properly communicate value to someone, you have to believe it. You know, like you have to you have to actually like know that what you are trying to do for this person is actually going to produce the outcome that you're communicating to them. So that's like the first yeah. mo and most important thing. Uh, um yeah. you know, the 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 second thing is is that you know, my belief is, is that really high level, high impact sales, when you know, closing big deals, $100,000 contracts, $500,000 contracts, right? It, it, it not only comes from belief, but you also have to be able to, um, you know, uh, handle all of the objections within the conversation. So that way, when you get to the close or the ask, that there's nothing else left to talk about right? It's only, it's only their own insecurities, their own personal biases, the things that they have not uh, confronted, right? Yeah. That you now have to deal with at the end, right? And so oh, yeah. when you're communicating value to someone, you know, it's very easy to go, hey, you know, if you do this, it's blah, blah, blah. But why? Well, well why, why do you need to do this? Because yeah. we first need to understand where someone is at right? Everything about where they're at, everything that they don't want for that, for themselves, right? You know, and this doesn't matter what it is, whether you're selling, you know, fucking gym membership, or you're selling, you know, a high ticket mastermind, or you're selling, you know, a $2 million freaking agency contract over three years, you have to be able to identify uh, all of the challenges that are happening now, you have to be able to forecast what potentially could happen and talk about that and resolve that. And then you need to also be very crystal clear about that the outcome is not dependent on you. The outcome is always dependent on the person, right? Yeah. And so properly setting the table and uh, you know, first, first and foremost, just conquering all of those objections, forecasting what the future looks like, but then taking ownership of the product, service, whatever it is, and putting it back in their lap and say, this is actually on you. And this is what it could look like for you, but only you can do the work and make it happen.
right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a very like different, that. yeah, it's a very different yeah. way of, of approaching it. We just, so we just released, me and Taylor just re-released re uh, our training reflex selling. And sorry, if you are listening, you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Taylor Welch. Um, but we re-released a reflex selling training and he created this like, I don't know, eight years ago, nine years ago, something now. And so like, as we were re-going through it, I mean, you're talking about 10 years of data that we yeah. have processed. I mean, literally everything that you're talking about where we're like, okay, this was never about going for the close or go for the no and all that freaking archaic, you know, like old school way of closing, which I don't, I'm not trying to ever knock sales in the past because sales that way was operating well longer than how long we've been operating this way. But if you yeah. take what you're saying and you apply it to the principles of what we honor in the past from how sales was, it actually brings them together like this and allows you to do things that I think some of the old school sales guys did phenomenally that I don't see in our space as much nurturing, you know, yeah. really making that relational connection. Now, granted, sometimes in this space, you might have 45 minutes that you have to completely debunk everything that they've believed to be true. Even if it is a, a, a belief that is wrong, they yes. firmly believe what they know to be true is right. You have to tear that down, debunk everything that they've thought of to this point, then rebuild it all back up, in, at least in our space, in 45 minutes. Now, granted, yeah. I got to a point where I was freaking sharpshooting and I could do it like the back of my hand. Your but eyes closed. What I realized, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I was like, well, I got to a point where I freaking crushed. But what I realized, it wasn't so much that I was actually that great of a salesperson. It was that I was that great of a person who believed that there was another human being on the other end of the phone. It was that yeah, I believed man. that whatever they were dealing with, my belief was greater on what we offered. And I yes, try to tell absolutely. myself guys right now, I'm like, I don't care if you don't have all the tactics in the world and all the freaking great clothes in the world. What I care about is, do you believe that no matter who you speak with, we have the solution for them? Because if yeah. you believe that our solution is greater than the problem that they present, there's not an objection in the world that they can toss at you that, that that's going to stump you because at yeah, the end of I, the day, I'm like, what, what are you going to say? You're the one who opted into our ads. You're the one who opted into our training, our webinar, whatever, something in your space ain't right. So let's figure that out together and let's see if yeah. we have a joint solution together. But I, I love that you're talking about that. What was a limiting belief that you had to overcome to like really become great in this space? So, you know, uh, mindset is everything. Hmm. Like it is everything everywhere all the time. You know, where I see, uh, you know, specifically even with my guys is, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything. Uh, if you go into a scenario already believing that it's not going to work, that they're not the right fit, you're, you are essentially saying to yourself subconsciously that you're not going to close the deal, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, we, we're all sales guys, right? So we all, you know, we love boiler room. We love all these movies, but it's so true. It's so true because a sale is made on every single call and, you know, the, the, you, they're either selling you why they can't do it, or you're selling them why they should do it and why they need it and how it's going to mm -hmm. impact and change their life. And that is so true. And, you know, what we far too often do as salespeople, and I've been guilty of this too, right? Because there's, you know, there's always cycles and, 
it's it really is a numbers game to a certain extent, right? Like, I mean, yeah. you could have the best leads in the world, uh, and if you if you if you don't operate with belief and you have like an an outcome that you can actually produce, you still you're still not going to close. Um, and you know, a, a limiting belief that I've had at times, but very rarely, is uh, getting into these conversations already going into it with a negative mindset like projecting my own bullshit on this mm -hmm. person that I've never spoke with, that I have no idea what their situation is. I only have a piece of paper that tells me that on paper, they're not qualified, right? That's, that's all I have, right? And so you go into these things already setting yourself up for failure, not knowing what could potentially happen, right? And when you do that, what you do is you start just like in everything, right? It becomes habitual. It becomes a habit and it starts to compound, which affects your mindset, which doesn't allow you to operate at the highest level, which doesn't allow mm -hmm. you to free think because now what you're doing is when these calls are coming in, you're sizing someone up before you've even had a conversation. Yeah. And the reality is, is you have no fucking idea what these people do, what their resources are like what their life is about, what they could produce. Right. And so, you know, having the right mindset about everything you do when nobody's looking is how you become elite. It's not just what yeah. you do in your, your, your nine to five, right? Like, dude, yeah. you know, the, the best dudes in the world, high level people are constantly educating themselves and learning how to be better communicators and to communicate value. And that look, and this goes in any, any job. It doesn't matter if you're a salesperson, if you're a media buyer, if you're a doctor, like the work that gets the high level results, the top 1%, the top half percent of the people, that work mm -hmm. is done outside of the workplace because true savages are committed to excellence, personal growth, learning and understanding and evolving so that they can communicate whatever it is that they're doing better than everybody else. And so yeah. I think that if you, if you approach these things uh, already going into them with the wrong mindset, like, or just, you know, projecting your bullshit, right. On yeah. these, these prospects, you will lose yep. every single time. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm totally in alignment with you on this. Like I got to the point where I would stop looking at the CRM notes before the call because I was like, Oh my God, if this freaking numb nuts SDR says, Oh, they, you know, they might need this and might need that. It's like, yeah, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for the point guard, but if I'm Shaq, I'm like, just give me the damn ball. I will get in the basket one way or another. You yes. know what I mean? And it's like, so I would stop looking at the notes cause I didn't want to size somebody up because then it would, I think it would affect the way that I was uncovering or discovering where their pain point was at to widen that gap. What are you practically doing? Like, well, two questions. What do you practically do to level up that mindset to keep everything in alignment and on point? And then as somebody who has a team underneath them, I mean, massive amount of people, how do you make sure that they're lined up checking on that? Yeah, man. Um, you know, uh, I believe the mind is the most powerful asset that we have. Like it is the, it is the most powerful muscle, you know, just like your body and the nutrition that you feed yourself, the nutrition that you put into your mind is ultimately going to determine the reality that you create and the outcomes that you yeah. produce. And 
you know, um, for myself, uh, you know, my ritual every single day, depending on what it is that I'm trying to do is number one, you know, look at the end of the day for all the listeners and everybody that's on this, you know, all the shit doesn't matter, right? Like we do these things to produce income, but the reality is, is money is just a tool to create the life that we want. And so understanding first and foremost, how to serve the, this vessel, getting a clear understanding of what it is that you want for your life, not, not what somebody else wants for their life, not what, you know, anybody else like, you know, because this is what we do. We compare ourselves. We, we size ourselves up to other people when that's, that's not what it's about. It's about having a clear understanding of what it is that you want for yourself so you can create the roadmap to achieve that. And so getting clarity of purpose allows you to profit, right? And the purpose, it doesn't have to be this, oh, I'm going to change the world bullshit, right? It doesn't have to be right. any of that, right? It's how do I serve myself so I can be the best version of myself so that every single conversation that I have with anyone at any single time is real, authentic, and it's about service, right? Because mm -hmm. when you serve, when you give, you get abundance. Abundance comes to those who live their life in service, right? Um, mm -hmm. So first and foremost, I am very, very uh, religious about feeding my mind the right nutrition, removing mm -hmm. negative thoughts, negative energy, negative people, people that are not in alignment with who I am and where I want to go because one, at, one bad apple does ruin the bunch. Uh, yep. negative energy is a cancer within an organization and it has to be removed at lightning speed. Uh, and then from there with the team, it's about rituals, right? Like, you know, you don't become the best basketball player in the world by practicing an hour a day. You don't become Kobe Bryant or LeBron James by, you know, like you can have all the talent in the fucking world, but if you don't have the work ethic, you're only going to go so far. But when you combine both of those things that's when you achieve elite status, right? Um, and so with my guys, I'm always constantly like preaching, like it's the work that you do outside of this place that makes you amazing. It's the information that you're consuming that is gonna take you to the next level. The people that you have in your life are going to determine the level of income. You know, you are the sum average of your five closest friends. You know, you lay down with dogs, you come up with fleas. If you want to do nope. great things, you get around great people. There, there was nobody, you can't, like, because this is how it works, right? And you know this. When you're around greatness, you either level the fuck up or you get pushed out, right? Yeah, yeah. And so 100. what people don't do is, is they don't focus on what they want first and foremost for themselves. And then the other thing is, which, and it's really, really sad, man, is, you know, most, uh, people are not committed to the process and to the to the grind you know what i mean because to become someone different than you are today requires a different action than you're taking right now right yep. and to build off of that it's through that consistency and through that practice and through that that uh that positive mindset where you build these muscles to where you do become unstoppable uh, and so I preach, I'm, I'm super big into mindset. If you can't tell, you know what I mean? No, I like, I, you, you know, like I, I really believe that like, you know, like you, you have, like, if you don't have belief in yourself, you've already failed. If you don't believe what it is that you're doing, 
then you're never going to succeed. You might have some success, but you're not going to get, uh, you know, to the level that you or or reach your full potential until you get clear on what it is that you want for yourself. Uh, and then yeah. you do the work to constantly evolve uh, as a salesman, a husband, a father, whatever it is, every single day when nobody's looking. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you're seeing this in your in your team, but like if I look at because we have them report on the end of days, we have them report on the end of weeks, just different things that allow them to track because data is powerful. Again, it only tells one yeah. portion of the story, but at least allows you to understand the full scope. And when I see the guys who are like, yo, I'm crushing it, but I'm not listening to a one call closer. I'm not doing something that somehow is feeding me in the morning. I'm just coming in ready to kill. It's like, great, you might kill for a bit, but I swear to God, you ain't going to last long. It's not sustainable. And that's when I see these guys that they they come in and they have a real raw talent or they catch a flow. And even now I've, I've got a, a, a guy on our team where it's like, you know, he's in a rut and it's like, okay, so why are you in a rut? Who are you hanging out with? Who are you talking with? It's like, no, no, I, I need, I need more deals. It's like, no, you don't need more deals. Actually, as a matter of fact, I probably need to take away your ability to be on the phone right now. Because if I look at your friends, like what yeah, you man. just said, if I look at who you're hanging out with, if I see what's actually going on in your life, it is a direct correlation to what's going to happen on that phone. Now that lag might be 14, 21, 30 days, but I promise you, if you're hanging around negativity, it will eventually project onto these people and onto our clients. And now we're not doing the most important thing, which is creating, which is giving the prospect the best opportunity to make the best decision for themselves. We are incapable. We are freaking making a crutch of ourselves to actually have impact on people's lives because we won't have an impact on our own lives. I, dude, I, I mean, love, I love it. I, dude, I love what you just said because it's so true. You know, people don't have business problems. They have life problems that reflect in their business. You don't have a sales problem. You have a life problem that is reflecting in your sales process. Cause yes. that's how it all starts. We're selling every single day. And if you work at a high level sales organization, you're selling yourself to keep your job. Right. Yeah. So all of these yeah. things like, cause that's how it works. Right. You know, like, let's be real. Like the reason why we are the highest paid people in the world is because we demand excellence and we grind like no other people grind, but yeah. you know, as soon as you, and, and look, I mean, quick story here. Like this, this actually happened to me when I was, you know, LA Tom, I called myself when I was just reckless party animal, like, you know, just making a, making a shit ton of money and spending it just as fast as I, as I made it, spending it before I made it. Right. And during that process, when this, you know, when this recession happened, uh, if I, if I was more grounded, uh, more focused on, on my core, and my roadmap and what I wanted for my life during that recession, I could have cleaned the fuck up. I could have freaking mm -hmm. be botting assets at like, I could have just been a, right. another level entrepreneur at that point. But because I had no purpose, because I didn't have any clarity on what I wanted for myself and because I was hanging around with the wrong people and I was focused on the wrong things, I didn't produce the outcome that I wanted for my life. And these things are so true. You know, and, you know, uh, in, especially in, in a sales environment, right? Like it's, it's actually really, really easy to become, in my opinion, 
to become excellent at sales because you know all you got to do is you go find the top dude in any organization you go learn from that guy you practice his habits you do what he does and when you've gotten to the point of mastery you now put your spin on it you now take yep. what this individual has done and you make it your own but far too often what happens is we go number 1 high level sales guys don't even want to be around people who don't aren't the same level same impact same habits right so you approach yeah. it from this perspective of like well hey well, you know let, let me go hang out with this dude and the and and the guys like you know for me like that's what I did in every single organization and the reason why I was able to be top 1% of every place I ever worked is because I went in as a humble sponge not knowing anything yeah. learning and absorbing and then pushing it out until I got somewhat good at it. And then I understood how I could put Tommy into it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's okay, real can simple. I interrupt real quick. Yeah. I, I, I want to interrupt cause I want, I'm going to be trans. I'm going to be very vulnerable and transparent right now, which yeah, I haven't yeah. had a ton of opportunity on these podcasts yet to do this, but because we're like, and so many things probably cut from the same cloth in this, I want to go back to something you just said. You said the top 1%, they can't even be around people who aren't on that level. And I realized that because when I was in the music world and I was doing that, I thought I was a high functioning performer. And then when I got in this space and I sponged up every, basically everything Taylor and Chris taught me and I did the exact same thing, I came in and like, yo, I don't know anything. Tell me so I can have this. And I did it and it yielded the result. I got to a point where I had a hard time being around even family members because their way oh, yeah. of thinking was so... I don't want to say below me, but below the standard at which I held myself to. Even now, I'm curious. Here's my question. How do you respond and engage with your staff when they're not operating at that? Because let's be honest, not everybody wants to be fucking David Goggins. Not right. everybody wants that. Not everybody wants to go that route and rip their toenails off and run 100 miles, right? But how do you do that as a leader now with such a large team? Yeah, man. Um, you know, what I have found to be true uh, at this stage in my career. Uh, and, you know, look, we have a, we have a bunch of different businesses. I think we have over 130 employees at this point. Um, you know, what I have realized on this journey is that we've reached this level where it's no longer about me and my efforts. Uh, it is 100% about scaling people. It's actually easy to make a lot of money. It's easy to build a million dollar business. It's actually not difficult and you can do it with a, with a small group of people. Building a you know $500 million business, couple hundred million dollar business, a billion dollar business requires a different uh, mindset, a different way of thinking and a standard that is so high that as you go down and it filters through the organization, it gets watered down. So how do you solve that challenge? How do you create high performers at every stage of the organization? And this is why I say without clarity of purpose, you can't profit. I now am in this stage where uh, me and my business partner, Kyle Hunt and you know Brandon Fink and, and uh, you know Chandler, we're doing one-on-ones with these people, like literal one-on-ones. Because what I've realized is, is that in order for me to produce the result and outcome that I want for my life and myself, 
The only way that I can actually get that from other people and get them fully bought into me and my mission and my purpose is having an understanding of what this individual wants for their life and their purpose. And this is the funny thing when you start doing this with your team and understanding is what you understand, just like I said in my talk, right? Most people can tell you about their favorite football team, but can't tell you what they want for their life 30 days from now. Yeah. Right? And so what you're actually now doing is you're helping people understand uh, at a deeper level what they want for their life, what their purpose is. And these things change, right? You know, nothing's set in stone. Like I change my mind all the time, but the difference is, is that I have an idea of what I want and I'm, and I'm working towards it. And so within your organization, especially when it comes to your sales guys, you know, I need to first understand what it is that this guy actually wants. And then I need to use a Socratic method and go real deep to actually understand is, is this what you actually want? Or is this what you just hear? And you think that because if you do this, it's going to produce why? Because the reality is, is if you go and you survey 10 different people in your organization and ask them what their definition of success is, you're going to get 10 different answers based on their current mindset and biases and, and understanding of the world at that point, right? All the filters that they have placed in their life that they don't know, subconscious or conscious. Yeah, absolutely. And so now in my organization, spending time with people that I like, and, and when I say spending time, investing, because that's what you're doing is you're investing in these people. But I only invest my time in people who are aligned with me and my mission. And so again, Pareto's principle is going to ring true here too. Like, you know, I don't do that with everybody. I do it with the people that show me that they're about this fucking life, right? That they want this shit, that they want it just as bad as they they want to breathe, right? Like that they want success and everybody's version of success is going to be different, but having a very clear understanding of what, you know, uh, my top sales guys, definition of success is okay well now i know that now i know all the reasons behind that let's create the roadmap to achieve that with you and if you stay committed to me i'm going to be committed to you and i will help you get what you want but only if you help me get what i want and now the relationship is mutually beneficial all the incentives are aligned right we are now aligned in our purpose and our mission because it what he wants is just as important to me as what I want for for him. You know what I mean? And that's a different uh, that's a different kind of relationship. It's a different way to operate. And I found that like you know uh, we probably have about twenty five thirty people that we're now rolling this out with and doing it with. Uh, and man, it has been a game changer because as you continue to have these one on ones, you know, and I'm talking like you know an hour every other week. And you talk about the real shit, like the life shit, the why, the why behind the why behind the why. And then the relationship becomes like uh, a friendship that is now completely aligned with a goal that we're both working towards. And it's a different ballgame. It's changed our business. Yeah, I freaking love it. I've been I'm I'm probably going through about three different books that are all in alignment with each other about this, because in this certain new role that I stepped in with my current team, it was not originally the the direction we were going and then I ended up coming in and taking on even you know more roles and I was like what is the best way that the best of the best for culture 
because culture is everything, man. I mean, it literally everything. Is, it's a culture is king, one one hundred percent. But then, more importantly, it's like when you think about sports, and I love sports, not because because I love watching sports, but because it is such a a tried and true, tested example of how to get people to buy into something, achieve maximum results for themselves. That is the byproduct of maximum results for the team most of the time. You know what I mean? It's just yep. like, it, it's it's so much synergy. It's not even funny. And diving into what you're just saying of like, how to get to the nitty gritty, because it's never that first thing. Because especially with sales guys, it's, it's normally going to start with, uh, yeah, I just want to have money to invest. So I have time freedom or watches, cars, shoes. Yep. Absolutely, trip, bro. Experiences. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, great. Like, great. I, like you, you want to fly on a private jet and go see a game courtside. Great. Let's make a goal to that happen. Let's set this goal. In. But it, it's only that, that ish is only sustainable for so long until you have to get to the point where it's like, no, what do you actually want? Yeah, man. Because once you got the time pieces and now I got more shoes and I have space in my closet, I can't, the trinket of shoes doesn't work anymore. Right. So yeah. now what are we actually chasing down? And and I love that you're saying that because I just think it's so, so powerful moving forward. What, if you could tell any sales profession anywhere, I mean, I'm talking T-Mobile, high ticket insurance, it doesn't matter. What's the one piece of advice you would give them right now? that would give them impact not only in their life, but in their career and the byproduct money and yada, yada, moving on. Uh, you know, I, I'm gonna circle back to belief, man. Um, and, you know, belief is the foundation of every single thing in this world. Like, you know, like this is where I think most people fall short and the reason why they fail is because they already, they, they project the unknown they take all of these things that they've experienced to this point and they they already in their mind create a scenario or an outcome that is not real because yeah. it hasn't happened right and in like t-mobile any of these things like any of these like set, you know i believe the best kind of selling is consultative selling that is tied to an outcome right now if you're selling a cell phone that's completely different that's maybe not won't apply here but you know the when you want to be the best cell phone salesman you know the guy that's killing it i can guarantee you right fucking now is the most confident most friendly most service oriented most like you know knows his shit inside and out can navigate through a conversation no matter where it goes and is committed to excellence, right? Yeah. Like he's committed to being the best. And you can't have any of those five things that I just said without first believing in yourself that you can do anything that you want if you're willing to yeah. put the work in, you know? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, another thing too is that for for people that are in this space right now and, and look, uh, no matter what anybody wants to say, we're in a recession that nobody is talking about and that we're headed into some some challenging times in the future but in challenging times is massive opportunity and so i would encourage people to be focused on personal growth like in every area of your life you know what i mean it's 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 like it's like small hinges swing big doors 
It's the little things that you do compounding over time that create huge outcomes and big results. And, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything. And if you cut corners in one area of your life, it means you're cutting corners in another area of your life. And to have the emotional awareness to to take ownership of where you're not perfect and to work on those things ultimately makes you a better human being and to live your life in service. You know what I mean? Like, and and that is going to be different for everyone. But, you know, when you serve, when you live with the mentality of giving and helping and doing good, everything you want comes to you. It's when you're focused on a number, like, I got to, you know, I'm going to hit $50,000 this month. Okay, well, that's fucking great. And I'm sure you could do it one time, but you want to know how you do it every single time? is by having a purpose that's bigger than yourself, is by contributing to the world exactly what it is that you want so you can get 100x coming from an unknown space at any single time. Dude, I just, it's so powerful what you're saying because it doesn't matter. Yes, maybe what I'm selling right now might have much more of a consultant approach than what a T-Mobile sales guy is. But the reality is if you're focused on what you're selling, you're already... you've already lost the battle because it's not about what you're selling. It's about who you are. The byproduct of who you are is going to project from who, from, from the inside out, you will be able to be the best T-Mobile sales phone person in the world because you are good. Better people make better fill in the blank. Yes. A better person is going to make better music. A better person is going to make more sales. A better person is going to be a better business owner, father, spouse, whatever the case case might be because who we are directly affects what we do. Absolutely, and, and, man. And, and talent only lasts so long. I mean, I'm not knocking talent. I'm not knocking raw skill, but I'm dead on with you and and, and totally agree. And it's like, so absolutely amazing takeaway. Uh, dude, thank you so much for your time. You, you're super busy. And I'm again, I'm very grateful because you dropped some serious gold nuggets on these people today and, and on me as well. So I'm grateful for that. Oh, man, thank um, you so much. I appreciate it. What is the best way for people? Like, I mean, obviously, you, you know, if anybody's needing anything that you're doing they they need to hit you up. But what's the best way for people to just, you know, follow you, get more in touch with you, um, learn about what it is that you're offering? Uh, yeah. Tell some you know, c- killer a closer needs to come work for you. Yeah. I'm always looking for closers. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, at Tommy Patterson on Instagram, uh, at Tommy Patterson underscore at the end on Twitter. I don't, I'm not on Twitter a lot, but it's something I keep getting pushed to do. Like I need to, I need to be there. Uh, yeah, and then, probably. you know, look, uh, weekenddigital.com. Like, you know, we're a creative marketing agency. Do look, we sell high ticket stuff. If you're a closer and you're, you know, you're a winner, I want to talk to you because, you know, we're, we're, you know, our average, uh, you know, contract is, you know, th- you know, three hundred thousand dollar lifetime, you know, LCV contract value, or it's you know, fifteen, fifteen to hundred thousand dollar a month retainers. So, you know, I need people who who can think and who can uh, really operate from a place of service and help people understand the gap, close the gap, and paint the picture of what results look like in a realistic way, uh, where people understand that everything has risk, right? Like everything has risk. All profit is derived from risk. And our job as salespeople is to mitigate risk and to paint the picture and produce the result that change people's lives. Heck yeah, dude. I love that. I absolutely love it. We'll have everything. Um, as always, guys, we'll have everything in the the comments, the thread to make sure that we have ways that people can follow you and jump out again. Tommy, thank you for your time crew. Um, 
we only ever ask one thing on this show is simply if you got something out of this, please share it. Send it to somebody else who might be in anywhere in this space. Or heck, if you just know somebody who needs uh, uh, the Weekend Digital Creative to, to hop in and, and change their business, great. Make sure you pass it along because that is the most powerful thing that you can do is share that which you are gaining and what you are learning from. And it will create even more abundance in your life as you share. So other than that, guys, we thank you. Tommy, thank you so much. And uh, until next time, guys. Peace. Awesome. 